0: You are listening to episode number 467 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360VegasPodcast.com or send us an email at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas, including 29 episodes of Vintage Vegas, 44 anti ups and 82 Vegas cocktails and a lot more with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's Patreon.com slash 360Vegas.
1: Day after
0: tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las
2: Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24 hour a day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower.
1: Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? want to gamble they always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front
2: good luck
1: the strip is
0: just the most amazing stretch of the road i think probably anywhere in the world
2: Kicking ass in vegas
1: vegas baby vegas baby welcome to las vegas hey karen's back i'm here and she brought a friend hello <laughs> it's been a while since we've had good friend of the show, Alistair, on. Hello, Gafna, I'm back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he knew I wasn't feeling good, so he decided to you know, cross the pond just to help me feel better. Aww. And you know, he took me out for a wonderful dinner last night. So. Yes,
3: <laughs> indeed. Here, here for all the fun and festivities of the uh, pre-Christmas season. Yes.
2: yes. And thank you again for Josh for jumping in last week. I could not talk. I, mean, I still have a cough that I can't get rid of, but I, there was no way I would have just wrecked the podcast and make Mark do all kinds of editing, so <laughs> I, I politely stepped away, although I did listen to it as soon as you posted it out there, and it was so funny. As I was listening to it, I started making notes about, no, you guys did this wrong, or that wasn't right, or this wasn't, and then, you know, because at the moment, I was all amped up about it, now I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We've also got, before we get the show started, we also got a correction from last week's show. Gold Strike in Tunica is no longer owned by MGM. They sold it in 2023 to Cherokee Nation businesses for $450 million. Wow. Oof. So MGM has no, or no longer has a presence in Tunica. Oh, wow. That was, so, that was a very good listener feedback, wasn't it, Mark? It was. <laughs> you weren't the only one. There were several people that <laughs> let me know that I was wrong about that. <laughs> but thank you.
0: Well, let's start the show. As always, he's Mark, she's Karen, that's Alistair.
2: I didn't, didn't, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. you let
0: me? Jesus
3: Christ. It's it's a car crash already, isn't it? This is never going to work. I'm so sorry. For the next two hours, you're listening to the 360
0: (laughs) Vegas podcast. (laughs) The the 360 Vegas car accident. (laughs) Uh, So, as always, he's Mark, she's Karen, we've got Alistair, I'm Tony, and we start with Random Vegas.
1: Fountain Blue isn't the first property to encounter financial problems causing the project to sit unfinished. That title goes to the landmark who broke ground in 1961 but had to halt construction in 62 due to financial issues. So it's that, 80% done. During that time, it was the tallest building in the state of Nevada. It sat dormant until 1969 when Howard Hughes bought it and finished building the property. The landmark would eventually open July 1st, 1969. I got that from loads of vintage research.
2: So mm. the Fountain Blue still has the, now though, has the record for the longest They are currently time the from, tallest. No, the longest time period from oh, start yes, to yeah, completion. Well,
1: yeah, the, the, in history, yes, they, they were dormant the longest. They sat dormant the longest. Okay. Interesting. It, yeah.
0: And just to be clear, Mark, the Fountain Blue is owned by the people who were supposed to have yeah. Owned and opened and operated it initially. Yes.
1: yes. Yep. Got it. The people Got that started it. the project are back.
0: How about the twit pick of the week?
1: Festive isn't exactly how you would describe Christmas in Las Vegas. Not that the city doesn't try, but displays are usually in juxtaposition with existing signage and all easily overlooked if you aren't paying attention. A perfect example is this week's winner from at underscore Grandpa D. Showcasing Fremont Street during the holidays, circa 1959. It isn't easy to see upon initial inspection because Vegas signs are designed to draw your attention to them. However, if you look past the marquees, you'll see garlands strung across the street with some bells and whistles attached. Whistles? Whistles, yes. Uh, signage, ta- uh, signage Tangent. This picture shows a Golden Nugget in a transitional period with the original signage still on display. But with the addition of the steel frame roof sign, added in 1956, in just a few years, 1961, Kermit Wayne will add a giant bullnose shield on the corner with uh, with flanked animated signage on each side. This would come to be the property's most memorable incarnation of signage, aside from its current. Do you guys see the heart, the the garland? It's yeah, it's it's absolutely. subtle. <laughs>
2: You had to, yeah. When I first looked at it, just on the Twitter feed, you didn't see it, but when you clicked on it, it went full screen. You're like, "Oh, okay." Because at first, I'm like, "I don't see anything Christmas."
1: It really does look like some some lazy college kids just threw some shit up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, wait, I'm,
0: what? We're being paid a dollar fifty an hour right? to hang this garland. <laughs> we should take all the time in the world.
2: Well, and it is one of the to your point the, the street is so busy anyway. That to add more Christmas decorations on top of it, it, it really is—it's a lot.
1: Yeah,
3: I mean, it looks like it goes across the road itself. Though it's from one—is it strung between Golden Nugget and the other side of the road? That's correct. So yes. it, is, it is hung across. Yeah,
1: looks like they're using public buildings though to well, well like the light posts and yeah. stuff like that to, to hang from look at us all analyzing and well, getting done, lost done. in this picture
0: yeah, yeah for sure well i was i just <laughs> a took a tinsel. few minutes just to stare at those beautiful cars holy cow oh i know right so the, the thunderbirds and the uh god what do you call those the not wings um damn i i it's just i know it's, i i know stupid beer um the, the fins, fins the, the fins, fins on the out. back yeah yeah just so cool so cool
3: and the sign for no matches or cigarettes in the trash can, or something, apparently. <laughs> so it's was, it was obviously a massive fire hazard that if you set fire to the, uh, the trash can, then the, the whole tinsel will go up as well. So
2: <laughs>
0: burn Fremont Street to the ground. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, listen, as always, we will link to the photo, uh, photo on our blog, we'll feature on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. Brought to you by StripWalking.com. For the ultimate customizable POV walking experience in Vegas, check out StripWalking.com.
1: The book, Like an Onion, The Vegas Skim, is the most succinct telling of the mob's time in Vegas that we've ever read. It cuts through all the myths and gives you the details of organized crime's time in the city. It specifically focuses on how the mob stole money before it was reported as earnings to the IRS, and how it worked until it didn't anymore. Learn how the mob controlled the entire operation with a single point man whose job it was to make sure that the skim ran as smoothly as possible. This masterpiece is a quick read and very much worth every moment you put into it. Like an onion, the Vegas skim is available now on Amazon.com.
0: All right, Mark. I mean, here we go. You've got conservatively a full single space page of this. Talk to me about Fountain Blue history.
1: The plan to build the Fountain Blue in Las Vegas was announced May 12, 2005. Construction started on the result in February, the result, the resort <laughs> in February of 2007 at a projected cost of $2.8 billion. In 1960. 1960- <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what Let's happens when I'm messing around with levels while I'm trying to read. <laughs> uh, the 68 story hotel topped off on November 14, 2008, making it the tallest building in Nevada at 735 feet tall. However, what they couldn't factor into their equations was the Great Recession. It impacted all projects in flight, including City Center, Cosmopolitan, and the Echelon Project. All projects continued construction except Echelon, which had begun building the structure but decided to put it on hold until the economy improved. The Echelon Project never resumed construction and was eventually sold to Genting Group, who built Resorts World on the land. Fountain Blue ran into trouble when one of the leaders rene- or one of their lenders reneged on their loan. Rumor has it that MGM's former CEO Jim Muren secretly talked uh, to the aforementioned banks in bele- uh, talked them into believing that Vegas that the Vegas market was about to be overbuilt once all these projects were finished and suggested that a loan to Fountain Blue was not a smart investment. And that's the reason why they pulled their previous approved loan.
2: What a dick.
1: While that was never proved Fountain Blue did file a $3 billion lawsuit against a group of lenders who pulled their financial financial support from the project. What the bank said was the project had gone substantially over projected construction costs and therefore defaulted on their credit agreement. Another issue that surfaced thanks to the Great Recession was weak condo sales, something ownership had banked on being able to sell to pay off the project's debt load will likely never know the real reason, but whatever it is, it forced the project to shut down and eventually file for bankruptcy June 9, 2009, leaving the project 70% complete. Corporate rating piece of shit, Carl Icahn <laughs> bought the pro- project out of bankruptcy in February of 2010 for $156 million. Icahn claimed he would finish the project once the economy rebounded, then, as he is infamous for doing, proceeded to sell everything that wasn't nailed down. The carpet and the furnishings were all bought up by Plaza downtown to use in that property's interior renovations. And the escalator went to the downtown Grand. A funny story about that. The escalators they purchased were too small for the building. So the property had to put them on raised platforms to fit. Good grief. Once he was done, Icon put the property back on the market for $650 million. It took a couple of years, but in August of 2017, it was sold to the Witkoff Group for 600 million, more than triple what Icon bought it for.
2: On top of the money that he got for all the shit he sold off. Right. Yeah.
1: The Witkoff Group announced plans to resume construction on the space and renamed it The Drew. However, that project never saw any progress and was eventually sold to the original Fountain Blue owners who resumed construction in February of 2021. The project was purchased for $350 million and would end up costing $3.7 billion to build, making it the second most expensive resort in Vegas history. Resorts World is the number one, costing $4.3 billion to complete. It took 16 years for construction to be complete, but on December 13, 2003, the Fountain Blue finally opened.
2: That's amazing to me that the Whitcoff Group bought it for $600 million. But then they only sold it for three hundred and fifty million.
1: Yeah, they, they took a hit on that one.
2: So whereas Icon, you know, tripled his money, they almost lost half of theirs.
1: Yeah, I don't understand how you get that evaluation that something that you gutted, you paid you know uh, two hundred grand for, and well, then you gutted, and now it's worth triple what you bought. Whenever
2: it for. you buy something out of bankruptcy, you're going to
1: get a deal on it. Of course, of course. So
2: that's, I mean, that's part of the reason.
1: I just mean when he came in and when he left, there were less. There was less yeah. assets. So it's like, how, to, how the how to hell is this more valuable now? Be-
2: because it was sold out of bankruptcy. Yeah, they're just and when it's bankruptcy, they're just trying to get what they can. Right. I mean, he had the time. I mean, it took him what six years to to spin it. He had the time to sit and wait on it until.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying he's not a savvy businessman. It's it's the it's the raping of businesses that I have issue with. Oh
2: yeah, oh, we've 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 discussed that many times
1: on this show. Yeah.
2: And
0: then, we have some fountain blue
1: details. The casino is 173,000 square feet, has 1,300 slot machines, and 128 table games. Vidal Vega shared that the property also has a feature on their website that can show you what tables have available seating. It has 3,644 rooms, and the tower is 67 to 68 stories tall, depending on the source, making it the tallest building in the state at 335 feet. It has a 3,800-seat theater and a six-acre pool complex featuring seven pools. The facility advertises 36 restaurants and nine bar lounges, all of which are new to the market. However, 15 of them won't open until 2024. Those restaurants have been very well documented by by Eater Vegas, and we'll have a link to the article on the blog as well as in the podcast show notes. So I don't know if I prefaced that well enough. That's what's going on in the new Fountain Blue that just opened. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's what actually happened.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you guys have any comments on that?
2: I'm I'm glad it's open. <laughs> Finally. Yay. Finally. I mean, I haven't I have you've been down to see it. I haven't seen it yet. So, right. and we were looking for um well, we were looking for dinner reservations and those were impossible to find, but it looks like we might attempt a brunch brunch reservation. So, <laughs> that's tomorrow, probably the only so, yeah, exactly. Which is fine. We'll we'll give it a whirl. So, I'm looking forward to seeing it, but I wasn't about to go down in the crazy madhouse.
1: Yeah.
3: You're smart. We well, you should do the sensible thing like we didn't do, like go at 6 a.m. when it's empty. Was <laughs> awesome. It was awesome.
1: And it wasn't empty, but it wasn't packed.
2: Well, but then Alistair said it by like 10 a.m. it was
1: jammed. Oh, packed. yeah. This is the first weekend it's open. I, I desperately want to go back. Uh, I'll get into it in a minute, but I really want to go back. I want to show it to you, but I'm like, it's probably not in my best interest to show you when it's, it's going to be the madhouse that it's going to be this weekend.
2: What, what's that face, Tony? you're all like scrunched up um, <laughs> like you're <laughs> i don't ever
0: click on the what's happening link uh, stories uh, of of uh, twitter because okay because the senate, senate hearing means? room is all you need to know
1: well this all is, right. you, you, we couldn't keep your attention long <laughs> enough for apparently to do the show. I just need an hour episode. of it is all i need
0: This whole episode is fucking Fountain Blue. So, (laughs) this episode blew the minute I knew what it was about. You you have no...
1: No, we're not, no.
0: All right, talk to me about the Fountain Blue Players Club.
1: I will, as reluctantly as you want to hear it. Melts Vegas is reporting on the details of the news players club at Fountain Blue. First, there are four different tiers. Blue, silver, gold, and royal. In that order. You need 7,500 tier credits to get the silver... 40 k to get the gold, and 90 k to get Royal. Silver has perks like $100 dining credit and comp self-parking. Gold, you'll get $150 dining credit as well as $150 spa credit. No resort fees and no ATM fees. And lastly, Royal gives, you, gives the player $250 in dining, $250 in spa, and complimentary air transport. Airport Transport. Airport Transportation. <laughs> They're <laughs> just going to pick you up right <laughs> out of the, the sky. Fly, they'll, they'll it's they'll just really just impressive. Book your
2: flight. They'll cover all that for you.
1: Right. <laughs> In our experience, they are tier matching. However... It- whether that's supposed to be going on or it was only a, a temporary thing seems to be a ma- something that people are debating right now.
2: Yeah, there were quite a few people on Twitter that said they went to try to tier match and they were told they wouldn't.
1: Yeah. Well, what can I say? It, it, sometimes there are perks to be 360 should, Vegas. Well,
2: you should wait and go at 6 <laughs> in the morning when nobody's there and they'll be more likely to tier match.
1: Exactly. If you'd like more details on the Players Club card, we'll have a link to the blog uh, on uh, Mark's article. We'll have a link on the blog to Mark's article. it's really good but I was like, we're not that not that. We don't need people.
2: to rehash everything Mark said. Here, Mark, Mark Meltz said it. Go read it. Right.
0: All right, we have a, a Fountain Blue FHE.
1: All right, so Alistair and I ended up going to check out, as he already stated, that we went in the morning uh, to try and get, a, get an opportunity to, to avoid all the, all the crowds. And my impression of it is it's a beautiful property. I think it's better than Resorts World. It's not as good as Circa, uh, it's definitely inspired by Cosmopolitan, but I wouldn't call it Cosmo 2.0. The Signature Center bar does not have video poker, and the property doesn't have a large selection of video poker in general. It's got a nice second floor food hall. It doesn't use the new ordering kiosks like Aria and Resorts World do though. It's got some pretty nice art pieces, multiple shades of blue are all over the place. However, scuff marks are also (laughs) all over the floor. I have no idea how this made it past testing, but I'm not kidding you, Tony. It's almost like people went in there with, like, crayons or something. And, because that car is just, or that floor is fucking covered. That's all they're doing constantly, with little tennis balls. On the uh, end of a
2: stick. On on the end
1: of a stick. Rubbing away these.
2: Well, and that one um, art piece that they have that, like, spins. Yes. They've had to put up, um, uh, it's like and off, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I, they I put yeah.
2: up barriers around it because people are fucking with it already. Yeah, I got
1: to be honest with you. I wanted to touch it as well, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure they don't want me to touch it, so I'm not going to touch it. Yeah,
2: but it's just sad. We can't have anything nice. Well,
1: yeah, we can kind of nice things. It's true, it's true. So simply summarize for me, I think Fountain Blue is cool. I know that I like it, and I want to spend some more time there. Alistair, what were your impressions of Fountain Blue? Yeah, I mean,
3: it's, it's really spectacular. I mean, my first impressions were very much, it's a cross between Circa and Cosmopolitan in respect that if you go up the, the, I think, you know, the upper floor in Circa, you have the casino in the middle and all the way around the edges, you have the shops and all the kind of the restaurants, all in their own little spaces. So it was very reminiscent of that. Um, again, huge wide open spaces. Um, again, the center bar, you know, very spectacular. But the motif and design is very consistent throughout. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, blue is definitely the color, but most of the areas, you know, it, there's a consistent flow through, throughout the property, and they are obsessed with the bow tie. There's there are bow ties everywhere. <laughs> oh, it's everywhere. everywhere. It's everywhere. There's a chandelier of bow ties hanging from the ceiling. Uh-huh. You have the center bar. If you look at the pictures, you can see all these sort of columns that are, that are hung from the ceiling. But if you, if you go underneath it and look up the cross section, they're bow ties. <laughs> so they are bow tie-shaped columns you know, mm-hmm. coming from the ceiling. Uh, I mean, the, the reception area, the, the lobby, looks like a spaceship. Oh, it's, gorgeous. it's, you know, it's absolutely stunning. Yeah. And then I think the North Valley is probably the biggest inside space I've seen in any casino. Yeah. There's a giant silver and gold Silver and gold. Sco- I don't know what
1: it's supposed to be, but it's cool.
3: And it looks about, it's about, it must go the full height oh, of yeah. the of the Three stories. Of the Three stories it's, But it's, it's massive. Yeah. So that was a real wow for me, just like, holy cow. This right. is just... So much base uh, and a great piece of art. Yeah. Um, again, yeah, I think it's interesting that they've you know, cut back on video poker in on the bars. So I think it's only the like the sports book. I think the tavern, you know, has the the, the tavern restaurant pub thing right. within sports book and video poker up there. The other video poker bars are the in the high limit. Mm-hmm. So again, and so many bars. Although there Jacks is- your Better is eight <laughs> eight six
1: or eight five. I don't remember which one.
3: And they have lots of, uh, like, you know, Dream Poker, Ultimate X, that kind right. of things. So there's very few basic, simple... You know, there's, like, three points. little
1: places on the casino yep. for, and I, and I do mean little places yeah. where you can get a couple banks of video poker, uh, and then like Alistair was saying, I can only yeah. think of one bar that actually has them and that's in the tavern.
3: Yeah, I think on all the table limits that there was like a $500 craps table. I mean, there was the insane what? limits oh, yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. All the table limits were absolutely insane. Oh, you thought Cosmo was trying day. to price you
1: out. Yeah. Jesus Christ. There's going to be some fun things you can do at Fountain Blue. Gambling is not one of them. Yeah. It's, <laughs>
3: but well, essentially, I mean, I think it's good they've opened this time of year because I think when that pool deck opens, that's what's really going to draw the crowd. You can see that the people who are going already. It is bringing the hipsters and the cool. Kids, it is. It is. It's, it's definitely going to poach people from Wynn and Cosmo and Resorts World, but it's definitely going to be the cool place to hang out in, in Vegas going forward. I think that's if,
0: that's, if it's going to work.
1: Tony, it really does have that, that kind of celebrity vibe to it, like like people dressing up going out.
0: That's cool. That's, that's That would be super fun, especially, Mark, in light of the fact that you'd made mention a week or two ago uh, on the podcast that you were interested in maybe doing a, a dre- dressier sort of look. Not necessarily for Vegas vacation per se, but I could see, you know, amongst, say, the four of us, mm. how fun that would be oh, yeah. to just do, you know, don some nicer clothing and, and go out and make a make an evening of well, it. Didn't, and
2: didn't you guys decide? Because Mark, Mark informed me a couple weeks ago that I had been, um, oh, you w- it wasn't recruited. No, it was recruited. That I was told that uh, the two of us, you and your lovely wife and um, J-Dubs and his lovely mm-hmm. wife, we're going to have a, an old school Vegas evening where we got dressed yes. up,
1: yeah, went to Golden fun. Steer
2: for dinner, yep. and then yes. went to go see whatever the Rat Pack show yes. is. Who
1: would have thought that going <laughs> to a wedding would somehow rekindle my interest in dressing up? So, yeah, basically, so basically where. you go out somewhere and actually wear pants for a change. Is that yes, what you're saying?
0: For, yeah. <laughs> pants that start, start at my waist and end at my ankles. That's <laughs> completely unheard of for Tony in, uh, I'm totally, in Vegas. I'm
2: totally expecting Tony to wear the, the jacket that he wore yes. to Tahoe. Yes, you have to wear
1: that to a Vegas vacation. Certainly.
2: <laughs>
0: Certainly. It would be my pleasure. I Actually,
2: <laughs>
0: I have already got my an outfit picked out for uh, next year's Zork Fest. I'm ready michael trager i'm <laughs> oh ready my goodness.
2: i don't know how you're gonna top what you did this year i
0: i wouldn't have either and i off mic i'm more than happy to tell you how i came up this is not an, an original idea this was gonna be this will be stolen but um remember last time when i said i don't want to be seen and i'm just trying to look just nice enough but not look
1: like i'm being showy not at zork fest I'm going for showy. I yes. was gonna say
2: you you went for showy at Zorkfest. There's cl- no doubt like about that. You
1: were like a fucking Oscar, a shiny trophy. That all I had to do was show like anybody. It was amazing. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. Just put your hand up my skirt next to <laughs> <laughs> You And just parade me around. All right. What's uh, oh, I yeah, I saw. I I wondered if this was going to make uh, this week's <clears throat> topics. Uh,
1: talk to us about
0: the Resorts World Fo Awards.
1: In bought and paid for news. Resorts World proudly proclaimed to have won 15 Best of Las Vegas awards, including Best Hotel, Best View, and Best Sports Bar, to name a few of the absolutely worst shit victories. <laughs> per first-hand experience, Best of Vegas is a shakedown anyone can win if they pay enough for it. problem with winning like this, with this many questionable rankings, only serves to further discredit the awards as well as the property. Please don't use these rankings to influence your decision to patronize any property ever.
2: Or restaurant.
1: Rus- or well, yeah.
2: any, yeah. Anytime you see this best of, just when Taco Bell wins best Mexican <laughs> and Olive Garden won best Italian. Yes. And I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. They, they actually have. So it's, yeah. And working for a company that prior that, uh, you know, did a campaign to uh, retain their best of thing. It, it's absolutely sickening. What, how, yeah, what a shakedown
1: this is. It's crazy. Yeah. Next up is the Vegas Concert Venues. So Billboard does an annual list of concert venues, and Vegas showed up several times in the 2022 edition. Coming in at number one for venues of 5,000 or less capacity was Resorts World's Theater with 55 million plus in total gross earnings. Third place went to the Coliseum at Caesars Palace with 36 million plus. Encore landed in the eighth spot with 23 million plus. And then Dolby Live at Park MGM won the top spot in venues with 5,001 to 10,000 capacity, with 114 million in total gross sales. MGM Grand Garden Arena came in third of the top venues of 10,001 to 15,000 capacity, with 45 million in total gross revenue. And T Mobile came in fourth under the 15,001 to more capacity venues, with 124 million plus. Lastly, Allegiant took the number one spot in the top stadiums list with 182 million plus.
2: So this list was all based on revenues. Yes. Huh. Interesting.
1: And they also factored in like how many shows were there, but I didn't. I didn't want to get into all the numbers okay. of the show. I'm just curious. They just represent
2: interesting tidbits. Mm-hmm. And
1: then finally, we've got
0: F1 improvements,
1: as originally reported on this show. This, week's, this week, Vital Vegas informed that casinos had a meeting this week to address how to improve F1 for next year. So far, the stands in front of Bellagio and Mirage and Venetian have been removed, and so has the lighting scaffolding along the strip. We originally argued that it should take no more than two weeks to, for setup and two weeks to tear down. Thanks again to multiple listeners from around the world for helping us to recalibrate our setup and take down expectations, which is more like what they were saying, six to eight weeks. <laughs> recent complaints are regarding the traffic being worse for teardown than for setup. I, I didn't experience I that don't think frustration. That, no, I don't think. I mean,
2: I, there is there is an issue with part of the strip going down to one lane, but that's because of the there's a massive crane out in front of Planet Hollywood yeah, for something yeah. that they're doing, so that has nothing to do with
3: right. Yeah, of so the, the Miracle Mile shops as well. Right. Okay. So yep. The facade up there, yeah.
0: Right, well, I guess that's going to do it for news. Why don't we roll into Prop bets? For those of you unfamiliar, Prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items.
1: LasVegasPins.com is another one of those brilliant ideas that you'll find yourself surprised wasn't already a thing in the market. Well, it is now. Thanks to LasVegasPins.com, we now have Disney-quality collectible enamel pins featuring iconic Vegas. The ever-expanding collection includes pins of Vegas Vic with a moving arm, Vegas Vicky, with a kicking leg, the Tangiers, Fremont, Excalibur, Sands, and of course, the Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas sign. These are just some of the options available, starting as low as $8 a piece. 360 Vegas listeners can drop that price another 15 to 20%. New customers can use the promo code 360 to save one time 20%, and returning customers can use 360 Vegas for 15% off. Just go to LasVegasPins.com or go to our blog, 360VegasPodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for LasVegasPins.com.
0: Sorry, listener. See, when we've got an extra person in here, I'm not quite sure when the conversation's totally done, so I don't want to step on anybody before we <laughs> roll into the next one. So if there's a slight uh, uh, delay, that's definitely on my end.
1: Okay. Uh, I, uh, right. Odds are I'm going to edit it, so it's not really going to matter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I think we should leave the really long. People look look at their phone and be
1: like... I think you should edit in
0: five
3: minutes of extra space just just to really confuse people. What? Has it stopped? Just periodically come in there and go awkward.
2: Just let the casino casino ambiance roll in the background.
0: (laughs) We all just get up and walk away from the mic. (laughs) It's It's
1: like, I wonder how long (laughs) they'll listen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to be the first one to tell you, hey, did you know you've got a really long gap in the audio?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was there.
0: Is brought to you by Vegas Near Me. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. And that is available free on Android and your iPhones. Alright, first up, Vital Vegas is reporting that Ellis Island's new cashless app now charges an additional 2.25% convenience fee. Whatever the hell
1: that's I hate when, how quickly they will go to nickel and dime bullshit. Well,
2: you know what that probably is. They call it a convenience fee, but it's probably...
1: They have to pay for the terminals, so you're no, paying it,
2: it's probably the fee that the credit card company charges them. Yeah. So they're just yes, trying but to... but that's not...
1: It's that's not legal. Not, you
2: know, no, you know what's convenient? Give me my fucking money.
1: Right. That's convenient. You want me to spend Don't... money here? Stop charging me to patronize you. your fucking place.
0: Exactly right. Exactly right.
2: Those of you looking for the new indoor bridge that connects Cosmopolitan to Vidara, look no further than stripwalking.com because they just recently filmed the route. Expect to see it on their site this week.
1: Touch you, Alistair.
3: Okay. So Luxor <laughs> is. Oh, Luxor has a new building wrap that makes the
1: pyramid look like a Dorito. Oh,
2: Jesus Christ. I know, right? <laughs> I
1: typically am not a guy that gives shit about wraps. I'm like, whatever, we're advertising, but I'm like, a fucking Dorito.
2: I mean, I, you know, you see raps on the buildings that are advertising the shows or something that they have there. This is just straight up. They're, they're selling the side of the pyramid as a billboard. Yeah,
1: yeah, they are. You
3: could have turned into a Toblerone or something. Yeah. Toblerone? <laughs> <laughs> just build another well, pyramid on
0: the side of it. <laughs> that would have made way more sense. How do you turn a pyramid into a taco?
1: <laughs> well, it didn't turn it into a taco. It turned it into a Dorito. A Dorito. Oh, wait, sorry. It's no. al- It's already in the shape of a Dorito. <laughs> a- they just colored it differently.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. I, yeah, he said Dorito. I, my brain immediately re- went to Taco. Like.
1: For a second, I thought I'm like, wait a minute, did something well, that would, happen that I'm not familiar with? I think, I think that would be La Concha. They would have turned, their, La the, turned the, that, that into the, Taco, they would have yes. to it, wouldn't they? That's yes. What. There you go. Yes. In recently released, actually, in a recently released report by the Chamber of Las Vegas is the most at risk for losing jobs due to artificial intelligence. Nearly 162,000 jobs are identified as at risk, or about 15.8% of the state's workforce. Jobs in danger of being replaced include cashiers, retail salespersons, and customer service representatives. I'd have to disagree with the end one there. I think that's what humans do.
3: They just do all the social media now. That's it. <laughs> just stick Apparently will stick, yeah. we'll stick an AI bot onto it do all our tweets. Oh, right. The AI bot, right. <laughs> yeah, it was
2: funny. I had I, I got notification. I had two new followers. And when you went and looked at them, like, they were names, but they both had the exact same photo in their um, their little logo, the round logo thing. It was the exact same picture, and the, the descriptions were, like, nothing. So, oh, uh, and good. I pointed out, I was like, oh, yeah, those are bots. And I was like, really? Okay, well. Yeah. It makes my numbers look better as far as the number of followers I have, if I really <laughs> cared about that.
3: Until the bots die, and then your followers like disappear rapidly. Right. It's like, oh, I, thought I, yeah. of, I thought I had a lot more followers than this. Nope, more bots.
0: <laughs> Orla is the name of the new restaurant, Michael Mina restaurant.
1: Yeah, that's my fault. That's okay.
0: That's all right. I will. I'll take it from the top. Orla is the name of the new restaurant that Michael Mina is opening It
1: Mandalay Bay. Vital Vegas reports that the plans are to open
0: on or about
1: January 16th. I think I'm mixing this up with somebody, but isn't this the guy that was a dick to you guys? No, that was Rick Moonen. I always mix him up. I always think Michael Meen is a dick for some reason. No, no, Rick
2: Moonen's the dick.
1: Got it. All right.
2: Vital Vegas announced that the Neon Museum is renovating pieces of the old Flamingo plume signage. No word when the project will begin, when it will be complete. Or how one can contribute to the cause like they did with hard rock guitar. I would
1: totally join this. Uh, they're, they're, dude, the plume. They're relighting the fucking plume. They're not going to build it back to the size that it was, but they're going to they're gonna re relight uh, portions of, of that, the plume. I'm oh, so right. fucking excited over this.
2: Are, have you guys heard rumors that they're yeah. moving?
1: Well, they, they own um, land across, across the street. Across the street. Yeah.
2: But I thought they were just using that to build like a...
1: Well, right now an it's event just like center. A, yeah, it is. Right okay. now that's what it is. But I mean, they—it's got a giant parking lot. It's there's there's tons of room for them to do stuff.
2: Good. They need more space. They are jammed got on donated top of each to other.
1: Them. The, the city they, donated it to them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's They've, awesome. It's been renamed uh, Neon, is what they refer to it as. Cool. Yeah.
3: It was announced this week that Mirage and Tropicana Union employee. Hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Put the glasses on. Yeah, I got the glasses on him. <laughs> It was announced this week that Mirage and Tropicana have a new five-year contract with the properties union employees. Details were too boring to report, but closely related to the contract signed with Caesars,
1: MGM, and Wynn. Yeah, I think yes. I'm, I'm just rooting for the end of labor arguments right now. Like, can you just fucking work? <laughs> and <laughs> we That'll, just get back it'll to It'll be
2: something. five years before we hear about it again. It's Perfect.
1: all those AI jobs taken over. That's what's going to do it. <laughs> 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 We've already reported on that, surely. <laughs> But Vegas is reporting that nacho Daddy's downtown location is mujin is mujin <laughs> is Mugin. moving to larger quarters next door to its current location rumor is a tiki lounge will be taking over the former space oh I hope that would be so great to have a like a if it's a good one of course uh, but yeah. to have a good Tiki place right off Fremont yeah. that would be so much fun this is this is one of that? those
0: that i hope actually does come to fruition I, I understand and respect that you know a lot of times it's speculation or it's it's done with intent like like we intend we really are going to open up a tiki lounge and then it feels never right happens. exactly um this is one of those i truly hope it comes to fruition i'm i'm frankly very surprised that it's taken this long for a tiki lounge to open up on fremont street knowing just how successful the other two places that escape right. my memory, but that doesn't Frank, mean... Not Frankie's, Frankie's and Golden
1: Tiki. There you go.
0: Thank you. Yes. You're yes, welcome. Uh, at John underscore Mahaffey shared this week that Harris has closed its Kino Lounge, leaving just one on the Las Vegas Strip, and that is, in the Horseshoe.
1: I still don't get Kino, so I, mm. <laughs> I, don't, I, I can't, I can't lament this. I'm like, oh, the lottery's going away. Good. <laughs>
2: It's being reported that the avengers station at ti will close january 2nd per vital vegas sources talks are of a new pirate themed experience i don't think
1: there's a chance in hell that's going to happen
2: no i don't think there will either
1: yeah. <laughs> so yeah, i'm getting all the good stories this week. So
3: binions had an asshole <laughs> <laughs> or asshole as we would say uh set fire to a bookcase this week security video helped Catch the perpetrator who intentionally set the fire and are charging him with first degree arson. Damage was limited to
1: $250. So here's my question Where the fucking binions do they have a fucking a bookcase? bookcase? And why? Yeah. Hmm.
2: The, there, where there would be security cameras. Because <laughs> I, for, my first thought was, well, no, they might have one in, in the rooms. Right. But they don't have security cameras in the room, so it wouldn't right. be there.
1: Right, right. I don't know. It's a mystery. Yeah, good question it's got to be good one question. of those random things that they do just for decor it's got to be
0: yeah like maybe if it, it's um over by the um sometimes places like players clubs will have um uh quote unquote bookshelves where they've got at least like glass shelves and they'll they'll place the things that for a thousand player points you can cash in for a t-shirt and right for right 2,500 you can get a Keychain, blah, blah, blah. That That's the only thing I can think of because, yeah, I, I don't know under what scenario you're going to have books books sitting on a bookshelf right in the middle of a casino. Just
1: for some red place out in the hallway. <laughs>
0: Just. Hmm, you know what I really need to know right now? What is the motivation of Moby Dick? Right. Is it really the deep inner hate, hatred that we all have in ourselves? <laughs> All right, Jesus. that's gonna do it for news and pro bets. I know, and I've actually never you know what? I have never read Moby Dick. Why would you? Um, likewise. Well so it was so I had gather around Kitty's grandpa Sanders guy. <laughs> um I happened to have my my uh, sophomore and junior years of high school, I had a husband and wife team, uh, David and Jamie Farr. They both had uh doctorates, so they were doctors like PhD doctors teaching mm-hmm. at the high school level. Um And Mr. Farr was a huge John Steinbeck fan. So, I mean, I've read East of Eden. I've read uh, grapes of wrath. I've hmm. read if, if there's a, if there's a, if there's a John Steinbeck novel out there that I haven't read, I would be surprised. <laughs> now, Mrs. Farr, she was very much into um Edith Wharton uh and or, uh, Wharton, Wharton shoot. Um, Edith Fromm is the name of the book that she wrote. Like that's it's it's named after a character. Okay. And Ethan Fromm has um, how do I? Edith Wharton wrote Ethan Fromm. That's it. That's it. So Edith Wharton writes this book (laughs) called Ethan Fromm. I'm getting lost. I got to be honest with you. I am Getting lost. That's right, That's right. Stick with me. Stick with me. Is there a point to the story? I don't know. No, not really. Um,
1: (laughs) Just going to abruptly end like my sentences.
0: In the movie, in the book Ethan Frome, a woman who is attracted to and interested in Ethan Frome, but he has no self awareness that she's attracted to him, he she brings over for lunch donuts and pickles. Is she pregnant? And no, no. Ah, great question. Great question. No, it was all about um, trying to write things that are illustrative in nature. And if you think about a donut, it's a hole, and I don't get ahead of me, Karen, and pickles to fill the holes of the donut, right? And trust me, as this sweet, naive little, you know, town, little town of of Bethlehem boy at 16, I'm like, what? (laughs) Authors write about pickles going into donut holes? Okay,
2: let's... Is that the end of the story? Yes. <laughs> <Hopefully, it is. laughs>
0: That'll do for so. news and prop bets and Grandpa's story. Let's move into coming attractions. This is brought to you by Vegas.com. This is a portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First up, Marlon Wayans is coming to the theater at Virgin Saturday, January 13th. Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at $31.
2: Extreme and Living Color are performing at the theater at Virgin Thursday, February 29th. Ooh, leap day. Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at $39.
3: Wu-Tang-Klang will have a short-term residency at the Virgin Hotel. Shows will be Friday and Saturday, February 9th and 10th, and again in March on the 22nd and 23rd. Shows start at 9pm. Tickets start at an undisclosed amount.
1: Carrie Underwood added six shows to her 2024 residency at Resorts World. The new dates are October 16th, 18th, 19th, 23rd, 25th, and 26th.
0: Uh, is this pronounced it's Jodeci? It's Jodeci. 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 Jodeci will have a short-term residency at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay for select dates starting March 15th through the 24th, and again in July, that will be the 5th through the 13th. Shows will begin at 7.30 p.m., and tickets start at $81. It,
1: Jodeci was a band whose several albums were always in rotation in my vehicle because they are what is called baby-making music. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> wow. Well, it must not have worked very well. I because was in Don Juan, so and I got you away from two men. Yeah, but so there, there was
2: no there was no babies being made, so well, apparently what? that didn't work. Well,
1: okay. So I you... said it's baby making music.
3: I didn't say no, it's right. accomplishing. So you were in your car by yourself quite a bit then, were you? Oh, there were.
0: yeah if, if that steering wheel could have shot out kids.
2: <laughs> 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 and lastly, Nicki Minaj is performing at T-Mobile Arena on Friday, March eighth. Show start at 8 p.m., and tickets start at a variable and undisclosed amount.
0: Don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists that we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's check the river. Like the five communal cards you get in a game of Texas Hold'em, the river can have anything turn up. So is our river segment. And this week we have lots and lots of listener feedback.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Before we do listener feedback, we have an FHE.
0: Oh,
1: what?
2: Well, Alistair and I last night went to oh, check right, out the right. new restaurant at Cosmo. Well, then
1: then do, you, do you have that intro memorized there, buddy? Moonshot.com is the place where you can get your favorite vintage Vegas shirts. Incredibly comfortable to wear. Available in male and female cuts, multiple colors and sizes, reasonably priced, and cool as hell. Options include this week's featured property, the Stardust. The Stardust has had a number of iconic marquees. Not just iconic, they were also influential, inspiring the market to follow suit. Before its dynamic duo of monster frontage and 188-foot-tall roadside marquee, Stardust had an elegant roadside sign of a globe with what resembled the rings of Saturn surrounding it and space to advertise whatever the featured attraction that week was. While the Neon Museum was able to save the better known of the two marquees, sadly, this sign was lost to time. This and dozens of other vintage Vegas shirts, including multiple Stardust shirts, are available at moonshot.com starting at $27. Use the promo code 360VEGAS, no spaces, and save 15% off your order. Just go to Moonshot.com. That's m 0 -0 nshot Or just go to the blog 360VEGASpodcast.com and click on the banner ad for Moonshot.com.
2: FHE is our our (laughs) chance to go out and experience all things Vegas and share that experience with you. All right,
1: I'll, I'll, I can work well, with that. That works. <laughs> well done, Karen. All well <laughs> well right. So done. apparently there's a FHE about what?
2: Uh, we had dinner last night at LPM, which is the new restaurant in Cosmopolitan that took over the space that Milos was in before. All right. Do your FHE. So this um, is a French, or, yeah, French Mediterranean restaurant. Correct. Um, the space, it, it, it's laid out exactly the same as... Milos was, but you can tell they've refreshed it. It's very bright um, and we were even there at dinner time so it's, you know, really it's a pretty open, it's a big space um, the, the most interesting thing, as soon as we sat down uh, our waitress comes over and explains, so on the table there were three fresh tomatoes on the vine a lemon, and a knife mm-hmm. it's A serrated knife Yes, right there, With pictures um, They can't see that though <laughs> and Sorry, the, what, I'm saying
3: you, you forgot the oil as well. So oh, also they oil did have the, the oil. Table. Well, and and
2: the salt and pepper shakers. And salt and pepper. Okay, and then the waiter came around with a bread basket, and you got to either pick from a uh, a white sourdough or a multi grain sourdough. So we get the bread, which I'm like, okay, yeah, olive oil. But the waitress comes over and says. Um, actually, those, the tomatoes and the lemon are not just for show. Um, they're your, your starter salad. So go ahead and take the knife, slice up your tomatoes, whoa, whoa, whoa. squeeze a little <laughs> bit of lemon on it, olive oil, and then salt and pepper it. You
1: paid someone... To have them, we didn't pay make for that. Salad. No, that
2: was just on the table. That was a freebie.
1: This is our build your own adventure. Oh, this sounds terrible. <laughs> Which,
2: so I, I, I thought right. it was very weird. Like we're like really so we're like we're why don't
1: to... why don't you actually do some fucking work? Because I think I paid to be here. <laughs> oh
2: no, they, but I will say this.
1: <laughs> it's kind of right. like when we go to concerts and they ask us too much. Like you sing. I'm like fuck you. You paid, or I paid right. to see you sing. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so what we did. We gave it a try. We sliced up the tomato. You know, sliced with the lemon, squeezed it on, olive oil, salt, and pepper. It was actually really good. Um, the, the tomatoes were very fresh. Salads like, are tasty,
1: Karen, and those made by you, I enjoy very much. I didn't realize you were making your own. But also, there was it was a perfect tomato knife because yeah. had oh, right, yeah. it
3: not been sharp enough, I think that would have and it gone was, all over it the table. Was and it was serrated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah. it
2: cut through it very, very easily. But and yeah. it
3: made very pretty pictures for our internet feeds.
2: did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> it did. And so um, Alistair had a couple of their their signature cocktails. Yeah. Their their cocktail menu came out and it was like, it was a book that had like a, a snap latch on it and it was filled with poetry and, but every, <laughs> no, every cocktail, every cocktail description was like a book. About how some like girl broke book. up with you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> donuts
2: and- like each cocktail yeah. had its own page. <laughs> and underneath the name of the cocktail was like a paragraph talking about the history of it and what was in it and everything else.
3: It- I think it's based on, it, is it Jean Cocteau, is the, the French literary thing? So uh, it's all know. themed around him and the sort of cocktail. So again, so the one I had was like the Lettre à Coco, so the uh, Lettre de Coco, <laughs> which is Coco Chanel. And it is oh, Cattle One, Champagne Cordial. Jasmine, bergamot, and rose, and it was delicious. And it comes with an actual letter, so they give you a little pink letter with a that actually wax has a wax seal on, seal
2: on it. And it's sprayed with uh, uh,
3: Coco uh, Cocoa Chanel, Chanel
2: for, yeah, perfume. Which when they when they <laughs> brought it out to the table, <laughs> yeah. I'm like. Okay, somebody is bathing in the perfume. Like, this is way too much, and then you realize it's on Christ. the so, they, they, so it's a performance, Putting, yeah. c- putting
1: uh, massive amounts of cologne on themselves isn't enough. They now have to... Well, they just
2: did it on the letter. The wait- the waitress yeah. didn't have it on.
1: They just write on the thing.
2: Uh, yeah. But apparently in this pink letter... Did you ever get it open?
3: Yes, Okay, I did. But apparently
2: in this... Because I, I guess whoever this French artist, poet guy, whoever... He and Coco Chanel yeah. were, were really good friends, and they would write letters back and forth. And so apparently in this envelope was part of a letter that was written back and forth between the two. It's very overdone.
3: Yeah, so it's basically, this: Masha Coco. Tu es intelligent et elegante. Bisous, Jean. Yeah, you're not coming on the show anymore.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Can you translate that for us? Yeah, it means
3: means you're you're intelligent and elegant. Kisses.
2: Jean. Okay, (laughs) then. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't believe that's what it said. So, and I,
2: I will say this: I, I honestly um, did. I didn't get a cocktail because looking at this, like I felt so much pressure because you had to sit and read the entire paragraph to understand what it was you were I know, getting, right?
1: Like I didn't realize like, I signed up for a fucking study session yeah. before I had to go eat. So I just went with the wine. Yes. Yeah. So was, the other,
3: the other one I had was the, was the Beauty and the Beast, which it, which is uh, a Cattle good. One, Saint Germain, uh, Yellow Chardonnays, Strawberry, and Fennel Cordial. So yeah, the cocktails were great.
2: They were very fancy. So then um, for appetizers, we started with the endive salad that had goat cheese and candied walnuts on it. That was delicious. And we got the beef carpaccio, which supposedly they said had pickle juice on it. And I'm not a huge pickle fan. It didn't taste like pickles to me, but it was delicious. I don't know what it was. Anything you want to add to those two?
3: No, yeah, they were excellent. Yeah, I'm um, really good.
2: And then we they, they tell you this is meant to be served family style, right? So as we do, we share everything anyway. Um, But then for our mains, we got a rigatoni in a creamy mushroom sauce, which was Mm. delicious. It was fantastic. And then we also got the lamb chops, which were
1: unbelievable. So good.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Very, very good. The one that I had was a little because we we, ordered it medium, which is what they recommend. The one that I got was a little more on the, the medium rare side, which doesn't work out so well for me. But it was delicious; it was absolutely delicious. And it
3: came with this um, aubergine, also eggplant, sort of caviar. Look good with it went with the. Uh, See, I
2: think that that's false <laughs> advertising because gonna... I saw it. It's it. It was something basically... caviar that came on the side, and I'm like, oh, I love caviar. And it comes out, and I'm like, where's the caviar? It's mushed,
3: it's mushed up eggplant, basically. Yeah, it's like a paste
2: <laughs> made from eggplants. Um, but it was delicious. I mean, the thing was was fantastic. Oh, and we did get the um,
3: potato gratin.
2: Yeah potato gotten which was delicious as well and then we weren't gonna get dessert but then they um, she mentioned that they uh, the customers have been raving about their cheesecake
1: and it's cheesecake I, mean, I don't think I've ever had a bad cheesecake oh but oh, this, this is was, so good yeah <laughs> this
2: was me ma- so number one it was it was <laughs> done with um, vanilla bean so it not just like vanilla extract flavoring and I have never had a cheesecake this creamy Smooth. Light, f- smooth. smooth. Yeah, it doesn't. It didn't have the texture of a normal cheesecake. It had the flavor, mm. like you could get that. It was absolutely fantastic. So I would, I would recommend that. But I loved it, I, and there were a few more things on the menu that I would like to try again.
3: Yeah. So yeah, well, well, with the trip, it, uh, thumbs yes. up on that
2: one. Yeah, I wasn't sure when they they announced it, and even looking at the menu, I'm kind of like, yeah. But going in there, it was, <laughs> it was fantastic. So, new restaurants, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's the end of our F A T.
3: No, it was, you can wake up now. That's awesome.
2: It's funny. Sorry, what was the what was the name of this place? It's L P M, like letters L P M. Got it. I have no I idea what it stands so for. So they've gotten it's, to a point okay.
1: now where they're just naming things initials yeah. that
3: don't make any sense. It's, no, it's kind it, of like S L S. It just means it means whatever you want it to mean. One of those, one of those
2: kind of it's, things. But uh, I, think, it's not a ringing I think the P and the M are tied into this French poet's those are like his initials or something oh, like that. Sure. I thought it was tied not into sure. him somehow.
3: But they they do have restaurant thing in like in London and Dubai, so it's not the only mm-hmm. one in the, in uh, in, the, in the world. Mm. It's it's mm-hmm. part of a a group of restaurants.
2: So I I would recommend mm. it. Yeah. I'd say go go it was, give it a uh, shot. Really worth it. Right. And oh, right. one more thing I want to tag on. It made yeah. me feel much yeah, yeah. better. What's up? It made me feel much better about what MGM might do with the restaurant experience in Cosmo because that's been one of my biggest fears because MGM, to me, doesn't have a lot of great restaurants. They have some good ones, but not a lot of great ones. Um, and this is a fantastic addition to the, the Cosmo restaurant collection. It's a it's a good balance for what they already have.
1: I think you're forgetting about MGM and Mandalay Bay. They, they've got a lot of really great eateries.
2: Okay, maybe I just don't spend a ton of time there. Well, That's
1: true. But, we, only, we only hang out there once every, like, two, three years. Right.
0: <laughs> and your point's not lost, though, to Karen. I mean, you've loved Cosmo from, I, I don't want to say the day it opened, but you've loved it for a very long time because of the really fun, great eateries that they've yeah. got. Yeah. Um, it, it's a legitimate concern to have, especially if they do to the restaurants what they've done to the bar, right? Where they exactly. allegedly want to ensure everyone can get the exact same thing from one place to the next. God forbid they do the same thing to the restaurants because I, I will, I, I will be the first to concede I'm late to the party. But man, those eateries at uh, at Cosmopolitan are just stellar.
2: they're, yeah. they're stellar. Yeah. They really are.
0: All right, uh, Alistair, uh, Karen, I'm going to let you two kind of fight this out. It's a very long email, so if you guys need it's not very
1: long, turns, whatever. But <laughs> it's what it's not. There. It's one page.
0: It, it's <laughs> it all depends on how you print it.
3: So Talk do we just do we, do, we, do we read like one word alternatively? So you do <laughs> oh the
0: first word? I'll do the second.
3: No,
1: it oh would not be you know awesome.
3: I, I would edit
0: but, all of that but out. But see,
2: <laughs> but see, this is where you you get to be just your color commentator. You were complaining when we got started; we were going to make you read. Now you can just add your two cents in, like the guys do. All right. <laughs> it's going to be a
0: long. <laughs> That's all right, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Love it. All right, Karen. So please give us uh, the
2: email from Mr. James Jones. James writes, Mark, Karen, and Tony. I hope all is well. I'm combining a few trips into one trip report. I was recently unemployed since I was between jobs. Because of that, I decided to go to Palm Springs for almost a month. Since I was in the area, I took a couple of trips to Las Vegas. (laughs) During one of these trips, I went to Bourbon Parade outside the Horseshoe. That's closed now, isn't it?
1: It's closed now, yes.
2: I I really enjoyed the vibe of this place with a live band and comfortable feel. They had an area upstairs that gave you a great view of the bar and the band, I enjoyed the cocktails even though they did not make them to order and was a pour-and-serve system similar to a keg. Hmm. I refused to participate in the, quote, second line Smart man. that paraded outside the restaurant into the shanty town of the Grand Bazaar God Shops. God, no.
1: There's no way.
2: I really did enjoy this bar and wish it would have lasted. I planned on going back, but I guess I will not have a chance.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Talk about not having a runway. I know.
2: I also stayed in the new rooms at Main Street Station. I like the renovations and think the rooms are worth a shot. The bathrooms are still small, but very nice upgrades. I heard from the bartender that they may start renovations on the casino
1: floor soon. I also Bring found- back pitch. Bring back pitch. <laughs> yes, no
2: shot. I also found out that Boyd is putting some money into the kitchen of the Pullman room. The Pullman room, a long time ago, was the steakhouse, but is currently being used for catering. I am hopeful they may open this room back up as a restaurant, but the bartender was not sure.
1: Hmm. Why does that name sound? I, can, I was gonna say the same thing. It sounded super familiar, but I
0: couldn't place it. I think it's in the old I think they I, I think. I think it used to be in the old old train cars that Shut sat up. on the I th- hand to God, I think so. I'm not I, I that, I would, exp- Google that would explain that would explain
2: the name.
1: Pullman. That's
3: cool. they were yes.
2: Pullman cars were the names of certain real cars. So yeah. that would make sense. Interesting.
3: I think there's also is like a room further down, you know, you know where reception is in uh, Main Street Station, so yeah. along that corridor. I think one of the rooms off it, maybe as well. Huh.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Uh,
3: James
2: mm-hmm. continues. I also visited Stray Pirate Tiki Bar in the Arts District. I really think this is one of the best additions to the Arts District. The person who created the menu has a history with oak and ivy and corduroy. Mm-hmm. Both are excellent cocktail bars. The bar is whimsical with paintings of dogs in pirate
1: outfits. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't like seeing dogs dressed up?
2: I think that's adorable. I think that's perfect. (laughs) The rum-based drinks are tasty and hit the spot. I would put the drinks better than Frankie's or Golden Tiki. Wow. Wow. But the experience at Golden Tiki is over the top. So Stray Pirate falls to second-best tiki bar I have been to in Las Vegas. Nice. I recommend a visit. Fuck yeah. I think think that is high fucking praise right there yeah Yeah, that is maybe add it to the next bar crawl we do i was gonna
1: say did you
0: guys know that that was even a that was even a thing
1: yeah we reported on this show (laughs) (laughs) the tiki place yes straight pirate yes we reported about it on the show because that's specifically i talked to him that's specifically where he, he learned about it so he would then go to
2: so where where is it in the arts district i don't
1: remember okay
2: I'm about to find out soon. I'll become very familiar with the Arts mm, District. That's going to fun. <laughs> uh, after Stray Pirate, I visited Silver Stamp at a local's bar with a good beer selection in the Arts District. It was Halloween, and they went all out for decorations. Oof. It is a nondescript bar with no signage and a plain door to enter, so it may be hard to find if you don't know what to look for. If you are in the area, I suggest grabbing a beer, but don't go out of
1: your way. How the hell do you make that mistake in Las Vegas? You don't have proper signage. Aria did it. We all mocked him for it.
2: I will be out between December 9th and the 12th to celebrate me having a new job and may reach out if you're available. <laughs> oh, he may. Well, Jim, I thanks, love James. that he
1: celebrates everything with Vegas.
3: That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. Good for
3: him. It's the only
1: way to live. Right. <laughs> and celebrate with Vegas. And he wraps it up with all the best, James Jones. <laughs> Thank you, James. That was great. That was that was very witty to, to collect the best experiences that he had. Yeah, kind of sure. the best of several yeah. trips.
2: And that wasn't that long, Tony. No, it wasn't no. long at
1: all. Of course not.
2: Uh, all right next we've got an email from mike from
0: athens all right
2: mike writes hey mark karen and tony no expectation to hear this on the podcast as i know y'all have already reviewed the sphere but of course you're welcome to share any of it that you like i'm actually a few weeks behind listening to the podcast so i don't know if you mark specifically have made good on your mention mentioned possible new interest in seeing the u2 show yet but if you haven't Please allow me to try
1: to persuade you a little. All right, buddy. Give it a shot.
2: <laughs> First of all, I saw the exact same show, the guy that reviewed it with you, plus two more that week, and I second pretty much everything he said. Nice. <laughs> but he doesn't know Josh's name. <laughs>
1: it's all right. He's new. He's new you know. to our... I mean, not, Josh is new to our, our crew.
2: I know, but Josh will be sad. He's not making
1: an impact. He'll be fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Having not seen postcards from Earth for comparison, the main things that I would add are, number one. This place was built for music. However you feel about U2, they were built for this venue with their history of enormous spectacles, and the combination is historic for music, venues, U2, and most importantly, Vegas. I think you'd be doing the Vegas historian you a disservice if you didn't plop down at least $140 for a (laughs) 400-level ticket. (laughs)
1: Before it is gone in a few months. All right. Similar to gambling, when you start funding what I do, <laughs> then I'll start taking... You know, PayPal, know. <laughs>
2: PayPal donation. There you go.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? They're like, all right, Dick, here you go. Here's however much it costs to get those yeah. tickets. Here, here like, it now is. See it. Get like,
0: in there. Fuck.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> I've seen a few other concerts at that price point and more that did not deliver $140 in value. And I think this easily delivers more than that that value, whether you like the band or not. I promise you, if you like zero U2 songs or find yourself enjoying just a few of them, you will enjoy the Vegas connections and images sprinkled here and there. The Atomic City visuals are especially right up your Vegas
1: alley. See, and I've... So, I don't dislike U2. I, I wouldn't say that I'm a fan. I wouldn't say that I like them. But I don't dislike them. I know several of their songs. I just have never had the desire to see him live I mean nothing against them I just didn't it just never occurred to me
2: no I'm with you on that I know that they're especially from the early part of their career you know they had a huge following very iconic um, and and
1: and their their tours have always been over the top yeah yeah
2: they're they're showmen there's no doubt about that yeah number two I also second his opinion that if you're going to see it don't spoil it by watching shaky YouTube videos too late going blind For for sure Maybe listen through the album a few times just to get a feel for the half of the show based on
1: "Octune Baby. Oh, I do that all the time. We go to concerts. I create Once I find mm-hmm. out what the set list is, I create it and I'm like, Karen, Karen, you can now listen to the set list.
2: Go, why She's like, that's cute, to I'm, I'm going to go hear it here in a little bit. Right? Uh, I read about both Zoo Station, the song, and the inspiration behind it, a train station in Berlin near the zoo, animals roaming the streets after the bombing of Berlin in World War II, also became a seedy meeting spot less relevant economically after the reunification of Germany. They started recording the album in Berlin right after the reunification, and this train station and the changes in Europe inspired the song in the album. Well, that's a big history lesson there. Yeah. I wish I knew all of that before, but the show speaks for itself, even if you don't get around to all of that. If you absolutely can't make it to a show and the opportunity passes you by, seek out the videos once you can't see it for yourself. But I think you'll regret missing it and or never fully appreciate it.
1: Hmm. i I'm waiting for somebody that i already have a I have an affinity for to uh to to make their way in there. I don't know if that's going to happen especially when you look at the my fucking iPod. iPod yeah, right
2: <laughs> I don't think corn is going to be headlining now
1: <laughs> as much as i dream <laughs> number three
2: number three number
1: three <laughs> number three <laughs> number
2: three <laughs> having seen it three Mowage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Thank you, honey. (laughs) Number three. Having seen it three times in one week. That's
1: awesome. Woo! Hardcore. I would easily do that with corn, Easily.
2: (laughs) With different friends of varying degrees of YouTube fandom each time, my experience was very similar in a good way each time. The seven different people I saw the show with, and myself, were pretty much mouths gape, grinning from ear to ear, if most, if not all, of the show having only seen you two on two other recent tours, Joshua Tree 30 year anniversary in 2017 and Innocence and Experience tour in 2019, the only thing i could compare those shows to were two hour super bowl halftime shows. Hmm. nothing i had seen to that point compared on an entertainment level and this blew those shows and honestly super bowl halftime shows away. Wow. number 4 All that to say I had one more specific group of friends and a brother that were interested when the dates were first announced, but couldn't make it happen. I told them I could be convinced to go again when more dates were announced, and they gently twisted my arm.
1: I like your style.
2: (laughs) I will be back in January to see it at least one last time on Saturday, January 27th, possibly the night before on the 26th. I hope you all see it before it's gone. It would be great to meet up with you sometime that weekend either way.
1: Absolutely. Drop us a line. Give us a DM on Twitter. We'll, uh, we'll see what we can do.
2: I feel like I had more I wanted to, to say to sell you on it, <laughs> but I feel like I've said more than enough. I, I know they're not your typical musical taste, but I hope you'll see it for what it is and enjoy it. Worst case, at least you know the images and the sound will be awesome. Mm-hmm. Hope to see you guys in January. By the way, sorry I didn't reach out in October. I was juggling three groups of friends, three shows, hotel changes, et cetera.
1: Listen, we're thrilled whenever <laughs> you can reach out to us. Uh, this is this is your, your vacation, and we always keep that in mind. So anytime you come yeah. to town, if you hear me start asking or you start getting questions coming back, it's not because I'm trying to not hang out with you. I'm trying to figure out how do I fit into your vacation without disrupting it. Yeah,
2: and which is a big step for Mark because usually it's all about what works best for him. So the fact that he's making any accommodations is really impressive.
1: Wow, that sounded backhanded as fuck. It was. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I hope you're doing well, Mike from Athens, Georgia. That
1: was awesome. I, I'm seeing now. I'm thinking about it even more. I don't know. I
2: well, you know. So here's the thing. I can't. There's no way I can go to this here. Just yeah. the videos that I've seen have made me dizzy. So I, I'm. This is going to be an experience that's going to be lost on me. Yeah. So unless you can find somebody, or, I mean, you, you'd you go by yourself. You've done that before, but um, I, I, it sounds fascinating. It sounds like it would be a great show.
1: Well, and it almost, like, I, I know this isn't exactly what they're hoping for, but it's almost like my head is in a research perspective, you know, so it's like I would be going for the show, you know, to do some research and understand this, you know. Not that I'm not going to enjoy some of the songs that they do. Well,
2: but that's what he said in, in his message was nothing else, the visuals of it. Uh, and the
1: experience and the
2: sound is—I is think
1: they're starting. To, I think it's starting to work because uh, now I'm like, oh, I got to do some more research on this. Just take your headphones and listen to an entirely different set of music. And, oh my and, and God. watch the screen instead. You've <laughs> just figured out how I do this.
3: Oh <laughs> <laughs> just, just listen to corn for the entire hour. or so. <laughs> <laughs> and, this and right? see, if it,
1: see if it works. Wow,
0: this Bono guy does corn really well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't get the visuals, but. <laughs> The
2: visuals are look cool, but it's not syncing up with the sound.
1: Right. <laughs> I gotta oh, see what I their set it. list is. That'll that'll ultimately determine it. If they've got enough songs that. I'm like... Well,
2: they said half the show is based on "Octune Baby, which was by far their, their biggest selling yeah, album. Yeah, I know, so.
1: but part of my initial research was to start listening to it, and I'm like, eh, I don't really care about these songs. <laughs> You're just going to have to wait until the Wayne Newton residency takes up there. Oh, God, no. I saw Wayne Newton wow. once, and I'm, I, and I'm glad I did, yes. because now I never have to do it again.
2: <laughs> it was yeah. an entertaining show.
1: It, yeah, the, the same way your grandmother at a wedding decides to dance with the, with the, with oh, the kids. Oh, it wasn't with that
2: With the groom?
1: Bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> No, not the groom. I'm talking about all the kids out there dancing well, no, it, it with was like dances. it was
2: like a grandmother dancing with a groom when he was up there with his wife. Yeah, kind of the similar age gap there. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, he's got a, a youngin, does he? Oh, yes. She's good for him. I mean, at worst, she's my age,
0: Yeah.
2: so and which would be good. about half his age.
1: Nice. So, yeah. Ah, love.
2: I know <laughs> exactly something
0: that I've got to aspire to.
2: <laughs> so you're telling me I have
0: a chance, right? <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I think that's going to do it for episode number 467. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. Get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas and get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback, you can send it to Mark. His email address is 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I'm at 360Vegas Tony. Karen.
2: I'm at 360Vegas Karen.
0: Alistair.
3: I'm at Storm 2000 and I'm here for another few days, so there's uh, more stuff to come.
1: (laughs) I just told you where you can find me, so until next time.